Welcome everyone to the first episode of the Nerd Otaku Gaming Podcast. Uh, this is going to be a weekly podcast uh, in which we talk about games. I'm your host, Dennis Banda, uh, mostly known as Kid. And uh, my co-host is Robin. Hi, Robin Mazumda. Mazumda on PSN, Ro Mazumda on Xbox Live. Pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. And please follow him on Twitter. He's got great, great takes. <laughs> that 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 need to be scrutinized. <laughs> Some of them are a bit suspect, but uh, nuclear takes, <laughs> volcanic mm. nuclear takes. Yeah. So uh, this week, I I want us to talk about the big news, uh, especially something that would affect uh, gaming for Zambia. So this podcast is going to be talking about gaming news, but how it affects the Zambian gaming landscape, like for the everyday gamer, and I guess even for the enthusiast. So, um, as most of you know, uh, new consoles are coming out. So it's having a generational shift. Uh, it's not really new consoles, it's uh, new graphics cards for PC as well. That, that's also having a huge generational shift. Uh, but this one will specifically want to talk about uh, the Xbox uh, Series S and Series X, more specifically the Series S. So for anyone who doesn't know, uh, the Xbox uh, Series X, is the next generation console that's coming out from Xbox. Uh, it is supposed to be able to play games at 4K resolution. That is four times the resolution of the current spec TVs that most people have. Um, and uh, it's supposed to play it at 120 frames a second. Uh, and then the Xbox Series S, yeah, which but is, we know that's not going to happen. <laughs> well, they claim that that's the case. And the Xbox Series S is the same console, but without a disk drive and a smaller performing graphics card, kind of, um, that they are shooting for 1440p, which is kind of double 1080p. Um, and... Uh, it's still a lot. It's still a lot, yeah, and 120 frames per second. Although realistically, it's going to be 1080p, 60 frames per second. If we look at the like uh, bottom line, Series X and Series S for the first year will probably have you know 4K, 1440p, all that. But you know, as time goes on and as reconstruction techniques get better and all that, we'll probably be looking at you know. Um, Similar to Xbox One X in that you have dynamic resolution, you know, it won't be exactly 4K, but it will be close. And then Series S will be closer to 1080p instead of the 1440p target. Yeah, I can see that as well. Um, which, although like, uh, although like how, how would that relate to the normal gamer? Like what does that mean for someone who say plays Call of Duty every year or Fortnite or whatever? What does that mean? Well, the thing is, for games like Fortnite, Call of Duty, those games target you know, target the lowest common denominator in terms of resolution. Fortnite and Call of Duty are already, you know, like they're going to be at super high resolution. They don't need a powerful machine. Mm. So mostly you're just going to get high frame rates. But again, you know, most people who are buying for casual use, they don't have monitors that utilize high frame rates. So like, if we look at it from point of view of what matters to us, 120 frames per second, particularly, 
very much. 4K, it will, the importance will increase more so, like, you know, as more people get 4K monitors. But the actual big thing is, you know, it's forward compatibility for next-gen games as they, you know, eventually for Call of Duty and all that for PS4 and Xbox One, they're going to be dropped. Fortnite eventually updates for last-gen, they might drop. FIFA eventually updates for last-gen will be dropped. So the thing you get is you get access to the next-gen version. Just having that access alone is what it brings to the table. Yeah, so like access is really important for say the multiplayer games. So if, so how, how I look at it, right? Um, with the Xbox Series S being, by the way, $200 cheaper than the Series X. It's coming in at $300, which for us is like how much? Uh, uh, Problem with doing our conversions right now is that you know by the time change. this console launched, yeah, it yeah. change. As at today, two hundred, three hundred dollars is just about six thousand compared to the to the ten thousand for needed for Series X, five hundred dollars. Yeah, is, that, that's that's big money. Yeah, so six thousand quarter to get a next gen console is pretty enticing. Although it is important to note, it doesn't come with a disc drive. So if you're looking to upgrade to next gen and you don't mind getting digital consoles, you, ha- you need to be able to make sure that you have a good internet connection and or, a, a, or an internet connection that allows you to get games unlimited. So um, I think that for someone who, the way I look at it, right? Because um, Xbox also has the Game Pass program, which for people who don't know, you pay $10 a month and it gives you access to a huge library of Xbox games, including, does it give you, give you back compatibility games as well, like 360 games? It, it, there's, a, there's a list of 360 games as well. Like you get Gears 1, 2, 3, Judgment, and many other 360 games. Yeah, so it gives you a good library of games at launch and the newest Xbox games, as well as a free trial, a free 10-hour trial to the newest EA games and apparently even like uh, the big sports games have like a two to three months delay before they you can fully access them yeah I think this is where like maybe we should look at we should try and break it down as to the simplest way possible so mm-hmm. like let's say we've got three hundred dollars for series s right mm-hmm. but you know usually if you buy from America you add about ten percent in taxes that takes it to about three thirty dollars Mm-hmm. But this is where buying from the UK comes in. UK prices are after tax. And in the UK, the conversion has been done very well. It's 250 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty good. <laughs> so, 250 pounds is cheaper than, you know, tax in America is usually 10%. So, yeah, it's cheaper than $330. So, we're looking at about, or maybe let's say, 6400 for the console itself, you know, mm-hmm. before shipping and all of that. And then you look at Game Pass, you say it's $10, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that getting you, getting base Game Pass for $10 is not a good idea because for just $5 more, you get Ultimate. Ultimate will give you the base Game Pass. It will give you EA Play and it gives you Xbox Live Gold. Remember, these consoles need you to be 
need you to pay for gold to play online. To play online, so, yes. So, including for free-to-play games. This is something that uh, maybe people might be taken a bit aback with coming from PlayStation because there to play free-to-play game like Apex or Fortnite, you don't have to be subscribed to PS Plus. Yes. But on Xbox, you need to be subscribed to gold. So that's why getting normal game pass should be off the table you just have to get ultimate at all costs okay yeah that makes sense that makes sense i think 15 is fine for ultimate and ea play especially for i'm looking at it from the perspective of a of a normal uh let me say the average zambian gamer who plays fifa and apex and i don't know the newest exclusive but let's say if you switched from playstation to xbox now you want to you're gonna play say halo or I don't know, avowed or something, right? Like, because that's your big exclusive. Yeah. So, you know, I've done a bit of some calculations. So, like, let's say you've got 6,400 for the console itself, right? Mm-hmm. Then you pay 12 months Game Pass Ultimate at $15. That's about $180. That's about, you know, three six somewhere there, right? Mm-hmm. So, Three six plus six four for the year is it, it's you know it's about ten k. Yeah. For one whole year, you don't have to buy any. You probably won't have to buy any more games. You won't have to pay any other subs. You basically just put down that cost alone and you're set. Compare this to buying a new PS five or Xbox Series X and you're buying new sixty dollar games at at this exorbitant rate of one, if it's PS5, 1,200 for each new game. If it's Series X, you're paying, you know, the premium in the $200. But either way, the comparison, the value you're getting for Series S, it's insane. It is. It's true. That, that is true. Although the one side you haven't really factored in is the internet costs to download said games. So obviously you're not going to download every ah, game. Right. But you will have to download at least one or two 200 GB games at one point. So the, the, the cost may, yeah, okay. from 10,000, it may reach like 12 maybe a year, which is still pretty good, all things considered, compared to well, how much Gaming is a luxury. It's, it's expensive. <laughs> it is expensive. That's true. It is expensive. But to say for us as Zambians, that is a really, really compelling price. If you are a parent or an uncle or something or a guardian, and you're looking to upgrade to the next generation of consoles, the Xbox Series S is a really compelling, affordable entry level to the next generation of consoles uh, for us, I feel. And the access to the large library of games with Game Pass Ultimate, that $15 a month, is like you just have to look at the list of games to really understand how much value that is. The thing is, on Game Pass Ultimate, you're not getting shovelware. You're getting quality stuff. Like, just the other time, uh, the other month, Red Dead 2 was there, though it's removed. But, you know, you're getting quality third-party games. You're able to branch out. You're getting indie games. The only thing you're not getting is, you know, basically stuff which doesn't come to Xbox. You're getting almost all the good Xbox stuff. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, do you think, like, I... I'm pretty insular in, in, in knowing what's popular on the ground with the kids or whatever. Do you think that that value um, that Xbox is giving and that lower price point is good enough to pull 
an average Zambian gamer away from, say, the potential of The Last of Us 3 or Spider-Man 2 or God of War 2? Do you think telling them, hey, for 10,000 kwacha, a pop, or say, so in a year, it's like what? Okay, yeah, so for about 3,600 a year, you don't have to buy any other games because all the games that you really want to play are going to come there except those PlayStation exclusives. Do you think that's enough to pull someone away from PlayStation to say, you know what, it's fine, I'll, I'll, I'll move to Xbox? This is, this is the very difficult discussion to have. <laughs> this is really tricky because you've got to look at who is buying these sorts of consoles. Mm. Is it everyday Jim and Jack? Is it uh, the core gamer? Whatever. It's a bit to say if they'd be willing to, if they'd be willing to give up those that those, that quality software. Mm-hmm. Like worldwide, worldwide, most people won't be willing to give up the software. That's for sure. But I think you know when you look at what most people play in Zambia, I think. The, the the concern won't be about the software, it'll be mostly about the you know about the storage and the disk drive really <laughs> and the internet connection. Because you know I I think if you say that oh you're getting access at such a cheap price, they'll gladly give away access to the PlayStation exclusives. But what you have to sell them is that hey look, this thing has only got a five twelve gig SSD. As the gen goes on, you'll maybe be able to keep maybe just five to seven games unless you get the expansion. But, you know, the expansion card is probably going to be mighty expensive. So I think that's already off the table. Yeah. It's about letting, it's about somebody having to know that, look, can I get the easy internet package? Well, that velocity is the common unlimited internet package for most people. Mm-hmm. You know, will velocity be good enough? Will I, you know, those are the considerations, not not really the PlayStation exclusives. I don't think that's what will matter. That's what will give people reservations. True. And I think um, if it would be up to the marketing, although they really don't care about a region, but like it would have to their marketing, or I guess, uh, quote unquote, influencers, so people who know, like us, to explain to someone trying to buy a new console, they say, hey, based on the games that you want to play and based on your lifestyle, uh, you who, like, say, plays Apex and FIFA and Assassin's Creed or something, it's better for you to get an Xbox Series S because it's cheaper and get Game Pass Ultimate because it's generally going, it's going to save you money in the long run as opposed to trying to save up for a Series X. Unless you, A, really care about graphics and frame rates, B, have a 4K TV, <laughs> or C, really just want to get the PlayStation exclusives. If those three things, if you do not have any of those three things, there is no reason for you to get a, um, a PS5. So number one, do you really, oh, really... As well, also, also uh, unlimited internet. Yes, yes. So uh, number one, do you really, really care about the PlayStation exclusives? Are you... Are you going to feel super left out if you're not playing God of War 2 or whatever? If not, check that off the list. C, uh, do you have a 4K TV? If not, you probably don't need a PS5. Uh, how, do you have unlimited internet? Then you 
again, you probably don't need a Series X or a PS5. Uh, and finally, uh, what, what was the last thing? Um, yeah, what games do you generally play? Do you play your, your sports, your EA sports games and your um, free-to-play online games? If all those four boxes are ticked for you, it is going to save you a lot of money to just get a, a Series X, a Series S rather. Um, and that's honestly the way to go. And I feel like uh, anyone looking to upgrade uh, this coming generation has to ask themselves those particular questions. There's a caveat though for some hardcore gamers or people who are lucky enough, uh, like myself, who's got like a, a PC that can play most of these games already. Um, I don't necessarily need an Xbox because <laughs> it's uh, Game Pass Ultimate is on PC as well. So if you have a PC that can run oh, those yeah. games, um, it is just fine for you to be on PC. However, you can't really, I can't lug around my PC to my friends. Like it's not, it's not portable like a console, you know what I mean? Well, thing is, look, you, you were never really the target audience for an Xbox Series S. If you're, they're trying to sell it, you know, okay, the fact of that is you can't build a strong Xbox Series S to $99. Absolutely it's, not. It's, it's impossible. Absolutely not. Your think, CPU alone will cost you that $99. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so if you already have a PC, you know, that's, that's not who they're trying to sell this thing to. It, it doesn't, you know, Xbox, uh, they're moving past being just a console. They want to sell their games everywhere. If you are buying on PC, if you're buying on Game Pass, if you're buying on xCloud, that doesn't matter to us, but it will matter to other people elsewhere. Mm. Uh, it's okay. For them, it's fine. You don't need the hardware compared to Sony who need to sell you PlayStation consoles so that you can buy off of them and get subscriptions and all that stuff. It's, it's a big difference. So I don't think, you know, Microsoft are particularly concerned about that sort of user. Mm -hmm. um, just so that we have some sort of parity, the PlayStation 5 has an all digital console as well. I don't think it's going to cost $299, absolutely not. I think it's maybe at best going to be $100 cheaper. So that's maybe $400. This is all speculation, by the way. The PlayStation has, yet, has not yet uh, yeah. given us their price. As of recording, I'm, they have I'm, not I'm, released their price. I'm sure by the time I finish editing and uploading this, they will not give us their price. <laughs> <laughs> But really I, frustrating me right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can say for sure, like if I'm a businessman in Japan, there's no way I'm pricing my PlayStation 5 more than 500. I have to match. I have to match or go lower. Um, so I can for sure now say that the PS5 will definitely be $500 as well. I, unless they have mad hubris, but I'm definitely sure it's going to be $500. And the digital version is... My the thing is, if, if they want to sell at 549 you know they can, eh? That's a bad idea, man. That's a really bad idea. <laughs> they can, but it's such a bad idea. I know, I know it's a really... I know it's a terrible idea, but they can. Like, technically speaking, they have cultivated such a massive fan base that they can. 
you know, I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, PS3, PS3. In the end, the PS3, even though it made losses, it sold more units than the Xbox 360. A lot of people don't actually know that. Yeah, at the end, like the tail end, Last of Us really came through for that console at the end, at the end there. Um, yeah. Although, so I'll say like this. Have... Right now, because of the way, you know, the media narrative is really important. People forget the 360 was the market leader at, at that generation by a mile. Like, it was gaming Especially was, in the US. Yes, gaming was synonymous with, like, dude bro gaming, whatever, was synonymous with Xbox Live, right? People didn't play <laughs> yeah. games on PlayStation. They just didn't play games online on PlayStation. It was just unfathomable. Like, PlayStation was for... PSN was trash, wild, yeah. it was getting hacked, all that stuff. PlayStation was for weebs in Europe. Like, that's what PlayStation was. It's the console that you played your JRPGs on and your Hatsune Miku Project Diva games, right? Like, that's the general consensus that yes. was around. Mm-hmm. And the botch that they did at E3, uh, Microsoft, just, and all the news somehow seeped into the mainstream. Like, I remember watching CNN and them talking about how you know, the Xbox One is always online and is anyone even going to want to buy it? And even like mainstream people are like, oh, don't buy an Xbox. You know, and right now the PS4 has sold 110 million and the Xbox One has sold 50 million units. That's, um, that's insane. And I really do think that if Sony come out and say our machine is 549, people will say the Xbox Series X is A, more powerful than your console, which is a fact, and B, that $49 you're adding on top, I'm just going to get uh, Xbox uh, uh, Game Pass on that 49 you know, like, and I'll just, get games. Just get it for a couple of months, yeah. Yeah, and that's just how you destroy that first few months of um, marketing, and that's not good PR. We, we, we saw how important the first few months of marketing are, so I really don't think they, they'll... You know, it, it's, it's crazy how important, you know, that PR and momentum is because the PS4's launch was bad. You know, yes. games were great. The good games came in around <laughs> 2015. And then look at something else like the Nintendo Switch. The momentum was, it had what most people call the best game ever, even though it was a Wii U game. <laughs> but it came out on Switch. It helped build momentum. They had a really strong first year. Mm-hmm. The Switch is probably going to be one of the highest selling consoles we've ever seen. So it's True. like, think about it. Momentum oh. is important. Very important. You know, NAC 2 came out and saved the PS4. <laughs> you see? <laughs> so, so Your momentum uh, is important. And Xbox are also, you know, that's what they're trying to say. We have value. We have power. You're going to, if you invest with us, you're going to not have to spend so much compared to other users and all that. Yeah. The only battleground that Xbox and Sony have is on the core gamer. So someone like me or you who, okay, okay we're definitely going to get both eventually, right? But like say someone like us who can only manage to get one right? That's who the battleground is. And, and for people like us, it's now becomes a matter of, okay, what's going what's gonna to have the best games? That's where the battleground is. And I don't think Microsoft have done a very good job of showing that their first party studios have the pedigree to release really good AAA games down the line. I was having a conversation with some of my friends about um, 
uh, you know, when they got uh, Ninja Theory the very first time, I freaked out. I was like, this is huge. This is their Naughty Dog. And, I, I, like, people don't realize that. You know, the, the first AAA, because those guys have never really made, like, a proper AAA, you know, blank chick type video game. The first blank chick type uh, video game the MCDE kind of was. I mean, it was... It was a contract job, though. You know, it really felt like an in-between. I like DMC, but it really did feel like an in-between release for Capcom. You know, one of those, like, <laughs> sunset overdrive type games. It's a big game, but it's not your marquee title, you know? Okay, I, okay. basically, what you're trying to imply is that Hellblade 2 is going to be their big game, right? Yes, it is. Like, that's going to be the one that they say, this is the power of the Xbox. Look at this thing. And even people who don't care about Hellblade or care about video games would be like, oh, that looks good. You know, kind of a Last of Us situation, a, a Red Dead Redemption 2 type thing where you're playing it and your grandma walks by and goes, ooh, what's that? You know, like that kind of game. And I think the problem, you know, they, they just weren't ready. I think, uh, you know, when everybody watched that show with the Xbox games in July and the implication was that for next year, They've got Psychonauts 2, which is coming to stuff like PS4 as well. Yeah. They had Forza Motorsport, which is probably late 2021. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, the now delayed Halo Infinite. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then everything else looked like it's, you know, the impression was that this is going to come come out in like 2022, Mm -hmm. 2023 maybe. For Fable, some people suspect 2023 is when Fable is going to come out. So, avowed same. Same. Uh, yeah. Hellblade two, the suspicion 2022. Yeah. It's like you know they just they just weren't ready. Like, it's hard. Game development is hard. <laughs> Very hard. And they bought these studios in 2018. Yeah. It's although, hard to be as prepared as Sony have been. Although the funny thing is, I don't think Sony has prepared. Like, what big games do Sony have coming out? All their big studios have released their games. The one coming out is Horizon, which I think is next year, November, to be honest. Horizon. But people seem to be willing to wait for those Sony titles because they are guaranteed. They know, like, okay, a Ghost of Tsushima 2 or whatever is going to come out eventually, and I'm willing to wait for that. As opposed oh, okay. to Microsoft don't really have that pedigree. Like if I told you in Exile, the guys who did Wasteland, if I, you know, I love those games. I know how good that company is, right? And knowing what they can make with AAA budget, I'm like, oh crap, man. Like I can wait for that. I know how good that uh, studio is, you know? So I, I they but have- how do you show it to other people? That's the thing is that that's how, that's the problem Microsoft have to be like, we, they need to, sh- they need to, let people know how good those studios are and the potential they have. Because for now, if you, for, and this is for the core gamers, to convince a core gamer to say, hey, the exclusives that are going to come out for Xbox are going to be just as good, if not better than the PlayStation. Hard sell, considering how this generation went. This generation, honestly speaking, the exclusives that came out on PlayStation were a masterclass. I don't think we've had hit after hit <laughs> like this in a very maybe ps2 was the last time it was i this still good. think about 2018 how they put out god of war and spider-man in one year and yep. it's like and that that's that, that's a really good year <laughs> dude even this year with Tsushima and last of us too that's nuts you know that's so back to back you know they've they've, they've earned the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. 
which Microsoft don't have. So if they want to win over, you know, people who are on the fringe, like let's say you want to save some money, you want to get an Xbox, but you know, you think to yourself, man, the stuff I'm going to be missing, Microsoft really have to communicate to you that look, the good stuff is coming. And I've seen a lot of people on Twitter who are like, man, I really am considering an Xbox, but like the exclusives, they aren't that great. And Microsoft have done a really bad job in showing off ex- next-gen gameplay from the exclusives because I'm sure you, you don't know, I'm not sure if you know this, but like every bit of Xbox Series X gameplay in quotes has been on what they're calling a PC built to have similar specs. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, they haven't actually shown, you know, like when a PS5 thing comes out, there's that little thing at the bottom that says captured on PS5. Mm. But for Xbox, you know, they haven't really shown that, hey, this is what's going to play on Xbox. Mostly they've been showing third-party games and backwards compatibility. The only next-gen game which they've really shown off is Halo Infinite and, you know, got memed to oblivion Craig is now a thing <laughs> i didn't even think that game looked that bad you guys like anyway i, I, I like I, the I, gameplay but i but i didn't like the what's this i didn't like the graphics but i thought the game looked great in terms of gameplay but that's besides the point okay. point is if you look at compare that to the game which sony have demonstrated the most that's Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank, very impressive. They have shown clearly that, that look, we have some form of ray tracing. We've got the portal moving for super fast load times. The controller does X and Y. They've shown that in the blog. If you want to fire one barrel, you press lightly, two barrels, you press hard. They have, show, they have picked the game and said, this is what we're bringing to the table, which... Microsoft haven't really shown yet, you know, like the trailers for all the other stuff. There's not much gameplay mm-hmm. apart from Halo. And yeah, and Halo, yeah, you've seen what happened. So it's like they really need to show people that, hey, look, this is how this stuff is going to look on both Series S and Series X. It's going to look good. It's going to play good. There won't be a difference between both of the consoles. And don't, don't you think you they're know, in a bit of a conundrum? You just have to wait a little bit and it will come. Don't you think they're in a bit of a conundrum with showing that stuff? Because some games will look a bit not great on the Series S. So it's like they show you the Series X and then they do want to sell Series S stuff. So they're like, oh, this thing at 1080p is not as good looking as the Series X version. Oh, so Look, this, this is going to bring us into the discussion of Series S hold Series X back, which I want to talk about. Okay. I really want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a very contentious issue, but you know that's that's the that's the bet they've made. They've got to lie in it, and you know I'm sure it's not an easy decision to make. I think that you know at the end of the day they knew what they were doing when designing Series S that the differently be rendering resolution and. The Xbox team up. They're, they're smart guys. So I think I think it's okay. I think they'll be fine on that front. Yeah, I've seen um I've seen some chatter online about how uh like from some devs and from some fans, etc., saying, Oh, this is gonna hold back 
the Series X and next gen in general, like devs are going to be speaking to the Series S as a as a baseline instead of uh, really capturing the power of uh, the next gen consoles in full, which I don't fully agree with. Um, I'm not a dev, but from what I understand, because the processor is pretty much the same, uh, it's just a GPU, which is a bit, uh, uh, doesn't have as many uh, CUDA cores as the Series X. And that means it can only, so the, the, the reason it can only output 1080, right, is because um, you know, when, when, you, when you look at a texture in a screen, on the, in the, when you're looking at graphics, right, when you walk, especially in first person, when you walk up to a wall, like right up to a wall, you can see the, the pixels, right? But in 4K, because the texture is, mm-hmm. is times four, even when you walk up to it, it's still better than, I don't know, how do I explain this? You know, when you take a picture with a really bad phone or something, and then no, you put it look, on, uh, in, yeah. In the end, Let's, let's, let's just try and say it's simple. The Series S graphics, in terms of image quality, will be roughly half of what you get on Series X. Series S will be half of Series X. Yes. They and have yes, made I, the hardware accordingly to scale. Yes. Rough, although, I don't think that will affect most games because... What you need, theoretically, someone may correct me on this. I'll, I'll try and get citations from some devs. Theoretically, all you need to do is get an extra 4K text texture patch. That's all you need, like bigger textures. But the game should run exactly the same. I'm saying this because I've seen this work on PCs as well, where you release a game like Sleeping Dogs. I recall this happened to Sleeping Dogs. And then it got a 4K texture pack. So you can download bigger, better graphics <laughs> that can be displayed on a bigger screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's the same game. It runs exactly the same. It's just that you who downloaded the bigger textures can display it and it will look nicer on a bigger screen. I'm assuming that that's how it works. Oh, you know, uh, look, the, the, the thing with scalability is ex- it's extremely like if you've waded through Twitter, there's a lot of fanboys spreading all sorts of nonsense about scalability, taking developer comments out of context. Mm-hmm. It's right now, Twitter is a mess. If you're <laughs> looking, gaming Twitter is a mess. True. You've got fanboys everywhere. But in general, you know, the idea is that the GPU will scale fine. The actual concern is with the is with the RAM of the Series S mm-hmm. because that uh, in terms of RAM compared to the Series X, I believe the Series S has got ten gigabytes of RAM. Yes, and you know some will be reserved for the operating system and all that. Mm-hmm. And after everything, it turns out the Series S actually has less RAM than the current gen Xbox One. One X, X. yeah. Digital Foundry, who I recommend everyone subscribe to, they're excellent. Digital Foundry put out a video where they said that that deficiency in RAM, you know, you know that Xbox Series S is supposed to play Xbox One games, but because of that deficiency in RAM, there's a chance, that, you know, it's speculation, it's not confirmed, there's a chance that 
when it plays Xbox One games, it won't play the Xbox One X version. It'll play the Xbox One S version because, you know, there's slightly less RAM to work with. So, yes. you know, that's... It's not a big thing at the moment, but it's yeah. a thing as we go forward. As we go forward, yes. So now that so now that comes down to um, very PC centric uh, performance stat stuff. So and for a long time, me being the PC gamer that I am, I was always like sixty frames a second, max sixty frames. And a lot of my hardcore gamers, guys who play game, like I'm pretty shit at games, but like <laughs> these guys play games competitively, etc. Uh, except the fighting game guys, they they follow frame mm-hmm. stuff. But most other gamers never saw the difference in frames. Yeah. Didn't feel it. Um, even resolution stuff, I'd play games on PC, put it at 720, then change it to 1080, and be like, you have to see the difference. And they're like, nope, it still looks like FIFA to me. And I'm like, my God. So most people don't really notice this stuff. And even uh, the backwards compatibility thing you're talking about. I know one of the games that got a massive boost was Final Fantasy 13. For the 360. If you play that on Xbox One X, it is insane. Yeah. It is like a remaster, but it's just the same game just being boosted by the hardware. And I feel like the only people who will really care about that stuff is super hardcore PC level enthusiasts like me. I don't think the normal gamer is going to put Final Fantasy yeah. 13 into their Xbox Series S and be like, why isn't this playing at 120 frames like on the One X? Like, I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah, yeah but. <laughs> That's but the concern. The concern, you know, I'm trying to play devil's advocate. The concern here is about developers. Okay. Like, let's say you want to make, uh, uh and let's okay. Let's say Hellblade Two, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Hellblade Two is being made for Series X, and then it will scale down accordingly. Do you think that that RAM, that deficiency in RAM, might be a bottleneck? I've heard, you know, we're seeing uh, somebody from id Software. id Software, by the way, are the makers of games such as Doom, Doom Eternal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, a developer from id Software, said, voiced a bit of concern about that. In retaliation as well, a developer from DICE, mm, they've made the Battlefield series, Star Wars Battlefront games, also talked about that, saying that, no, look, you guys, he basically dismissed those claims, saying you guys are complaining about nothing. Okay, that's so really interesting like because now you've got various developers going back and forth. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting because Dice are like, for me, in my opinion, uh, one of the best tech-wise. Like, like the the Frostbite engine on their games is amazing. <laughs> The first by region and their games is really great. Yeah, on their games only. Yeah, yeah, on their games only. It's really amazing. And whereas id Tech, what are they on? Four? Five? id Tech, uh, I think it's four or whatever, is also pretty, pretty amazing. Like, Doom runs on potato PCs quite well. So these are guys who know their tech stuff really yeah. um, well. So seeing them go back and forth is, is really interesting. I, I can see how RAM can be a bottleneck in the future. However, I want to talk about something that Alana Pierce... Uh, referred to where she says Xbox is now going with uh, the phone format where you have you've got the Series S and Series X and she believes and I, I concur with this that two years from now there's going to be an Xbox Series S plus and an Xbox Series X plus or whatever they'll call it you know like a, a, an upgrade to 
whatever that is, yeah, an increment. S2 and Series X2. Yes. Yeah. Like, the, we're going to start, you know, the way we have um, iPhone 8S and uh, what's the bigger iPhone called? Like, whatever. You know, like, you know how the, the phones are, like the incremental uh, <laughs> changes <Yeah. laughs> uh, over time. Basically, and, generations are dead. Yes, generations, I think, for the Xbox are dead. And when that RAM becomes a problem, eventually people will have switched to the Xbox Series S4 or whatever, you know, S5, S6. By then, um, we won't, you won't have mm. to worry about that stuff. I really don't think that would be the case. And I really believe in, in that. I, that's I, contentious. That's contentious. You know, you know gamers are traditionalists, right? <laughs> True. Gamers are traditionalists. Gamers like the idea that, oh, I've had this thing for five years. It's time to upgrade new slate. Although, These mid-gen refreshers, you know, Xbox One X, PS4 Pro, they didn't sell as well as you'd like to believe. No, they didn't. However, so it's, it, however, um, if you look at uh, the handheld um, uh, Nintendo market, they've been doing this for a long time. The, one of the first Game Boys I played was the Game yeah, Boy that's SP. That's because the first iterations of hardware are absolutely garbage. <laughs> but the people, hardware only becomes really good after the revisions. True, but gamers are fine knowing that um, the... Uh, geez, what example can I give? Game Boy SP, maybe that's going too far back. But like um, 3DS XL is definitely better than the 3DS. Right? Like We know this. Like, we know this. Yeah. And gamers are fine with that. They're like, okay, I'll, I'll, I won't get a 3DS XL. I'll wait for whatever comes after the 3DS XL. It turns out it's a Switch. Okay, I'll buy a Switch. And there's rumors that there's going to be an, a Switch XL or whatever coming out. You don't have to buy the Switch XL. You might wait for whatever... I'm hearing that it's going to be stationary only. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, that's... <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Like, not portable? Yeah, that, you know, those are the things i'm reading on the internet like, that is not it possible it might be i you know, can't like how the switch light is portable only yeah but, yeah anyway we'll see i don't think that's anyway that's digressing but i don't think that's they can let go handheld like that. <laughs> it's no way yeah so like i i think you underestimate how gamers are willing to adapt to something new um dlc um was pretty contentious on when it came to consoles those of us who were on pc were used to expansions and or stuff yeah, but now people are mad if your game is like, what's your, uh, what do they call it? Thingy plan, your, <laughs> your season pass plan or whatever. It's like, dude, this game just came out. Yeah, like, what's your, I heard that word. Yeah, yeah, like, what's your roadmap? It's like, my dudes, I just, I spent four years making this game. It's out and they're asking me for more. <laughs> Calm down, <laughs> you know? Uh, so while we are traditionalists, we are not opposed to change. And um, I think that, Ultimately, this is going to be better for the consumer having these incremental upgrades because it means that because of the, the low entry point uh, cost-wise, it means more people will be able to access core games. It's not just going to be relegated to mobile gaming because that's where most of the casual gaming is being done on mobile games because that's the cheapest console a person can have, their mobile phone. But if your cheapest console you can have is an Xbox Series S, it's very simple for you to say, hey, you've got that thing that can play Hellblade 2. Try it out. As opposed to someone who just has a phone and you're like, oh, what, 
hardcore game can I ask him to play? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It it would be interesting to see how you know. I know a lot of people are interested in what's happening now, but I think this generation in 2023, I'm really looking forward to seeing where everything stands. What do you For mean? For example, are they going to release? Are they going to release Series S2 and X2? Are we going to have a PS5 Pro? Are we going to have a PS5 Slim? That's almost guaranteed, but you know. How have the sales done? Has Xbox clawed any market share? Have there, are their games winning Game of the Year awards? Have Sony's good streak continued? Did they hit a road bump somewhere? Mm-hmm. That's right now, you know, Right now, it's mostly just console warriors fighting, but I, I'm more interested in how it looks in three years. Yeah, that's, that's that's for me personally. That's what I want to see as you, as somebody who observes the <laughs> the industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a big. I always say like I'm I'm more of a fan of the industry than video games themselves because <laughs> it's super fascinating uh, to me. <laughs> I don't want to reach that point, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> This game of chicken was super fascinating to me. I was like, "What is what is the plan here?" <laughs> the, the game of the game of chicken is a media narrative. There was no game of chicken. Do you know that? Do you really believe that? I don't. I really do believe there was a game of chicken. I'm certain. Uh, nah, the, look, you don't make billion dollar decisions, and the whim of. You know, you know. To this day, there are a lot of people who think that the PS4 is three ninety nine price tag was was set a few hours after the Xbox conference. <laughs> or the uh, or, or the, the ad for exchanging the the, the disc. Oh, okay, that that one, yes, that one was set after the Xbox stuff. <laughs> because they literally made that right there. But in general, you know, I think Sony are going to stick to their own plans. So whether that means the event is next week or the week after that, I don't know. But Man. Uh, in general, I don't think a game of chicken existed. That's a scary precedent because if what you're saying is true and Sony are sticking to their own plans, there's a high chance. Okay, not high. There's a chance that the PlayStation 5 could cost $700. Oh. <laughs> There's, I, I've got calc, I've got, I've read some calculations as to why that won't happen, as well as reading into statements. But I think that's a topic for another day. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you're saying they like some, someone made their calculations and they and they're gung ho and they're like, we don't care what the price of the Xbox is, and they got stuck at say I don't know six fifty, and the Xbox comes out and it's five hundred, and they're really sticking to their guns. It could just come out and be like, it's six fifty, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> As I've said, you know, I, I, I've had a prediction. Mine has been, you know, four ninety nine for the disc base one, four forty nine for the digital one. I'm still sticking to that prediction, no matter, you know, regardless of what Xbox revealed this week for PlayStation, I still think that's the pricing. I think the release date is going to be the twentieth of November. You hit it here first, guys. Scoops. Robin has the has the mm. scoops over here with the prices and In, the dates. Insiders, eye emojis. <laughs> These are my 
predictions. Four ninety nine, four forty nine, December, November twentieth. Miles Morales as the big carrier game, and depending on how much COVID has affected it, also Demon Souls. That's my prediction. Wow, you really think Demon Souls is this November? It's the game, you know, it's actually the first PS5 game which was ever talked about. Like, reviewed? I know Bluepoint. I know Bluepoint. No, no, not, not reviewed. Bluepoint talked about this as their next project a long time ago. Yeah, like I Like around that. the time the wired PS5. That's what I'm saying. It's the first PS5 game which we had ever heard about. The first actually reviewed one was Godfall. But, you know, who cares about Godfall? It's more like God awful. But. <laughs> In general, I think that, okay, but if it's not going to make launch, it's because of the COVID pandemic that's affected all developers everywhere. Man, that is a big game to come out at launch. That is a killer app, I think. You know, this is, you see, this is how part of the, man, I feel like we've gone off topic, but yeah, yeah, part of the reason that I feel Sony have delayed their, event as much despite me openly voicing my frustration over and over on twitter they are simply waiting for them to be sure of the launch lineup they want to know that hey look this game is actually going to make it on the day and date and then they just want to package everything in a nice blog post or video saying that hey look this is what's going to make it this won't make it in a few months. So they just want to be sure that, hey, Spider-Man is going to be there on the release day and whatever else they can add on top of Spider-Man because it's a competitive advantage over the Xbox. Xbox doesn't have a big launch game. So they'll try, Sony will try by all means to just pack things at launch to say, look, we've got next-gen exclusives. So they're just waiting. Because of the pandemic, you know, you can't confirm anything until the last minute. Mm. Just Speak, uh, waiting of, really hard that okay, this will happen. Boom. Now we can talk about it. Yeah, speaking of that and trying to get back on topic, do you think that there is a case for someone to get the PlayStation 5 digital at that lower price point as opposed to getting a Series S as a Zambian gamer who just wants to get a PlayStation? You're a, you're a PlayStation person, you're waiting for the exclusives, you also play FIFA and all those other games you're not going to move to Xbox. Is it more viable to get the digital one or just spend and get the big one? If it's a hundred dollars difference, think about it because that's a, that's a good chunk of money. That's, that's 2000 now, maybe two five by November. <laughs> if you, if it's $50, no. Nah. I, I read part of the reason they say it's fifty dollars. Such you, it's not to sell the smaller one, but to make the big one look nicer. Mm. Okay, for fifty dollars more, you get a disc drive. So you know, in the end, it it depends on that price difference. Hundred, yes, fifty, no. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I, I I think I agree with that. Um, I agree with that hypothesis. Okay, I feel like it's uh, not like the Xbox difference, which is it's two hundred. That's it's it's a different story a, entirely. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I I feel like we've covered all the Xbox One S and even digressing a little bit uh, bases. Unless you've got uh, anything else to add to that? Nothing really. 
on the front of the Xbox Series S. I feel like we have to wait for more announcements, in particular, in particular maybe if they, more stuff that's coming to Game Pass or whatever. But I think, you know, I think that's mostly what needs to be communicated about Xbox Series S. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, and uh, I really wish that we had the ability to get that Xbox All Access thing where you pay $25 a month over the course of two years or is it two years or three years and get the console? It's two years and it comes with Game Pass Ultimate. It's, it's one hell of a deal. Oh, man, if, if a ISP or network provider here, uh, do, wait, do you think that would work? Um, like as a final topic, I guess, do you think an all access thing would work here where you're paying 400 kwacha a month for two years to get the latest console as well as um, Game Pass Ultimate? Do you think that would work here? It, it would work, but the inherent limitation is the limitation of why we don't have phone contracts. That's because most of the ISPs are, don't trust, they don't trust people enough to set up credit or contract plans for game consoles and phones and all that. So I don't think anyone would offer it to the market like this, but if it did exist, it would, it would be big. Yeah, I agree. It, it would be big. Um, I think that was pretty, pretty comprehensive discussion as well as little tidbits and extras. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our, our pilot episodes. We are shooting to be, doing, uh, to be doing this weekly. I would like to be doing it weekly, especially now. Like There's news every day. So um, hopefully by the next time we're recording, we'll be talking about the PlayStation 5 price and launches and all that stuff because the weeks are chugging along. You yeah. know, <laughs> I I also want to like be inviting more Zambian gamers onto the podcast. So I think like even starting from next week, we might have we'll have people on to discuss you know their thoughts on the next gen consoles as well as their thought you know just generally what they're playing, what they're into, and all that stuff. You know, to to widen people's point of view. Yeah, yeah, and that's all types of gamers. Um, that's from esports people to hardcore gamers to casual gamers. And I'd even like to get the perspective of someone who's like just started getting into gaming. You know, there's a there's a guy on Twitter who I follow, Tulani, who apparently just started playing hardcore games like two years ago or something, and that's crazy to me. You know, like <laughs> I didn't know someone like that would exist, like an adult who just went straight into hardcore gaming like very recently. I feel like the barrier to entry is so high. Uh, and that's a super interesting perspective yeah. so uh yeah on that note mm-hmm. thanks for listening guys and uh we'll be back with you next week <laughs>